Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin. Chris Gavin. Eric Siska. And we hate movies. everyone welcome to we hate movies on the sideshow network thank you for tuning in as always if you're new to the program thank you for taking some time out of your day to download this episode to listen to us talk about 1989's next of kin directed by john Irvin. are you wait are you sure it's not directed by <laughs> oh that is unfair <laughs> No. Directed by a series of quiet snores. Did you find this movie boring? I found this. I found this morning. I found this movie incredibly boring. You're out of your mind, <laughs> folks at home. I just. I actually want to apologize that we're doing this movie because it's it's okay to like a movie out there. You of know? course, it's fine to like this movie. I find it incredible. I, I mean, it's like Nyquil to me. It's just like there's so much bullshitting in between what I want from this movie and what it's giving to me. It's uh, astounding to me that your version of NyQuil features Ben Stiller playing an Italian mafioso. And <laughs> it does make you see things. <laughs> Liam Neeson playing a hillbilly, like a West... Is it West Virginia? No, it's Kentucky. Kentucky. It's Kentucky. Okay. Oh, yeah. Nice holla. Yeah. Holler? A holler. Holler, yeah. Holler, oh, I yeah. said I said holla bread. No, no, no. I'm, no. I'm a New Yorker. Yeah. Holla back, holla bread. No, 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 no. Holler. holler. No French toast being made. Yeah, no, they're from a holler. Which I think is just like a hole in a mountain. Yes. A bunch of people crawl out and of I it. And I think challah bread is illegal there. Oh, Rob- really? Well, you know, I'm sure they are not. They don't take too kindly to Well, I'm, I'm, that, I'm sure. I'm well, sure. Maybe. Now, this movie, if you haven't seen it, gang, which it's been making the rounds on HBO recently, so some people may have already caught this. It's Patrick Swayze, oh, yeah. Liam Neeson, mm. Bill Paxton, yes. all as hillbilly brothers, which is amazing. It's what you want. Then you got... Uh, Noted uh, conservative antagonist Adam Baldwin. Oh man! And, He's and, playing himself in this movie, yeah, more or less. And uh, and Ben Stiller playing these uh, Italian gentlemen who are in the mafia. And Sykes, Sykes from The Fugitive. 
Sides oh, the- right. The the, uh, the the one-armed man from The Fugitive is the ma- mafia boss. Benzler's father. Oh, are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. I didn't realize Holy that until shit. just now. He's also in Babylon 5 as Gakar. Yeah, okay. You're on your own for that one, Ken. <laughs> I mean, I watched two seasons. Give me a break here. Um, You got him. You got... Now, this is uh, pretty awesome. Chicago area listeners and uh, improv enthusiasts everywhere. The great improv guru, Del Close... Is yeah. in this movie one of his few film appearances? Uh, he's playing like a degrade version of uh, uh, Robert Duvall's Tom Hagen character from the Godfather movies. Oh, he's the older, the older guy with the glasses. Yeah, oh, that's okay. that's oh, Del Close, okay. mob yeah. lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's like the singularity. Yeah, right? exactly. A, an F grade Tom Hagen is is what we're talking here. So he, I mean, this is. A loaded cast, man. man he you got it? Helen Hunt as as Patrick Swayze's put upon violinist wife. Mm-hmm. Man, fucking Del Close sends Adam Baldwin up the river in this movie. He really does, and that's you know, don't fuck with Del Close. Never Everybody will tell you. Everybody yeah. will tell you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's, a, <laughs> that's an urban legend. And so, rounding out this cast at the beginning of the movie, we've got Ted Levine once again playing a character at the end of his rope. <laughs> And it's like this weird thing. I didn't know this was a problem with Chicago. And I know, like, you know, the 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 western, you know, northwestern border of Kentucky is, you know, right neighboring there. with the, yeah. the southern tier of Illinois there. But, like, I didn't know that, like, hillbillies escaping to the big <laughs> windy city was such a problem in the late 80s. I honestly don't think it was. Because, <laughs> I mean, this movie presents it as such. Because, like, this cop is like, oh, no, we got another one of them fucking hillbillies messing up this hotel. But as much as bad as that is, like, when you go home, when Swayze goes home, they act like it's Green Day went to a major label. Like, it's just <laughs> bullshit. Like, they're just like, oh, you went and got a job, you motherfucker. Well, but, yeah, well, uh, that's, I mean. That's true, I would say, probably. Yeah, in those, you know, uh, like. I mean, I guess we'll call them xenophobic, you know, parts of the country. You know. Honestly, I feel like I go to go home to my 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 holler of upstate New <laughs> yeah. York, and people be like, "Oh, Mister Big Apple oh, decided yes. to grace us, city boy, la di da, Mister Zip Up hoodie." <laughs> <laughs> exactly right, and so that's the guff that Patrick Swayze gets in this movie. He is a hillbilly made good, right? Like he got out. He's a member of the Chicago Police Department. He's a detective. Uh, and I guess he just gets called whenever a hillbilly gets into some trouble because he's he's one of them. Like, he can talk the right. guy he's, down. He's the billy talker. <laughs> the billy whisperer, maybe. Yes. And so, like, here's Ted Levine. He's just, like, roughed up a woman and, like, got in a bar fight or something. It'll happen. And he's, he's held up in, in this... In this, you know, men's house that looks like Elwood Blues lives down the hall. <laughs> I mean, he's going through a lot of shit. Like, it doesn't seem like it's one single thing. He walks in, he's got five problems to lay right down on Patrick Swayze's door. No, I know. And I <laughs> I felt like it's that episode of Seinfeld where uh, George is dating the woman that thinks he's a tourist. Yeah. And she's like, no, this, this city would chew you up and spit you out, George. <laughs> like, I feel like te- we're supposed to believe Ted Levine, Ted Levine has been chewed up and spit out by the city of Chicago. And so, you know, Swayze goes in and he's like, oh, hey there, uh, so-and-so, I'm so-and-so. I, I recall your kin and this, that, and the other thing. And, like, it's a pass for, you know, for Swayze not getting his face shot off by Ted Levine. He's like, right. oh, yeah, come on in. We can have a beer and talk about things. 
and he's got to like talk him off this ledge or else the big tough police department in Chicago is just going to murder this guy. Like they are set. Right. Like the, the guy in the They're... car is like, Patrick Swayze, you have 15 minutes and then I'm going to go up there and put some hair on the wall. This guy says, But what's the <laughs> difference between this guy and any other guy? Like, I understand that's part of the movie, but like, really, can you tell, go up there. A guy's got a gun, shoot him in the leg and be done with it. Whoa, yeah. I don't know. Wow. Swift justice. Chris cabin over here. <laughs> That was actually the name of my uh, 1988 miniseries. Swift Justice. <laughs> I would love to see that. At the age of five, I penned it all. <laughs> uh, one of the best parts about the opening of this movie, it starts with this shot of like the peaceful holler, and it's like a little like... Score- oh, man, you know, so much mouth harp. Yeah, there's my a, lot God. Of, a lot of I, mouth harp in this movie. I thought it was gorgeous. Well, that combination, ama- oh, it pulled the heartstrings. But what's awesome is this movie lets you know immediately that we're getting thrown in the big Chicago city because we dissolve into like a shot of the a street scenario mm-hmm. or whatever. And that beautiful mouth harp, like country music immediately turns into fat guy, John Candy music. <laughs> oh my God. And you're just like in the fucking windy city. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. And it's like this, you know, it's like an urban street and there's like all these businesses and buildings. Ugh. I'm certain it's, I'm pretty sure it's raining. <laughs> oh, it's raining. In in the beginning of this movie, quite a lot. Yeah. It's like seven. It's moody. Yeah, it's you know, moody. it gets you right where you need to go. So like we're introduced to Patrick Swayze's character through this scene. We know that he's like good at what he does. Truman Gates. Truman Gates. Yes, fantastic right. name. Uh, so he talks Ted Levine down and and whatnot, and then like he takes him out in the street, and some other detectives like get this fucking hillbilly over here, and Patrick Swayze takes this dude by the throat and like shoves him up against the car and he's like don't you touch my prisoner like re- i was like is he gonna get in trouble for that like cops fighting other cops well no, i mean if the guy's got cuffs on like that is get the fuck away from him stay like this well, is his handled collar. his car he did it well we are in the united states where you're allowed to do whatever you want to a prisoner so. <laughs> i suppose that's true even in 1989 it's a fuzzy i mean i think it's bl- much easier in 1989 it's not a uh, gray area. It's a blue area. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's awesome is he's yelling at this guy and he's like, do you follow what I'm saying? Do you follow what I'm saying? And I was like, man, if Patrick Swayze oh, man. ever yelled at me, yeah. like if I had ever had that happen to me, one, I'd be like, that's cool because I'm meeting Patrick Swayze <laughs> technically. But then followed shortly thereafter, I'm shitting my pants. Pissing myself fetal position the whole oh, yeah. nine yards. This movie really does remind you, man, what a fucking absolute loss. He was a treasure. Oh, man. Oh, it just kills you. He, I mean, and he leads this movie. This movie does not work at all. I said it was boring, but it works only because of him. Oh, yeah. He's the main force driving this movie. Again, it's certainly not Ben Stiller playing an Italian or mobster. Liam Neeson with whatever this goddamn accent is. Oh, who could know? <laughs> you know what? Liam Neeson's doing it for me, man. Oh, really? That, he's got that scraggle beard. <laughs> And he's like, I'm, 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 I'm an Irish holler. What, what do I'm I need? Irish holler. Why do I need the city for? I can piss out my sink right here. Yeah. Oh, the, the down, down, loud, loud city out there. <laughs> that is a great line where Liam Neeson's talking about, like, yeah. why he's excited to own his own property. Yeah. And he basically says, like, he could kick open the door of his trailer and piss on his front steps and nobody can do anything about it. And I was like... Yeah, Liam Neeson's right. If I opened my apartment door and just pissed in the hallway, I'm sure someone would have something to say about it. 
I mean, if you're quick, nobody's going to know. Well, <laughs> I feel like I go out in my apartment hallway. Sure. I take a breath. Yeah. Someone's giving me a lecture. Oh, oh really? Oh, Your building's terrible, dude. I no, don't know. Well, no, this, the weight of the city all I w- together. I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say that you walk right outside of your apartment and all of a sudden the floor is covered in piss already. Yeah, that that, <laughs> that might very well happen as well. I used to live in a building like that. <laughs> I did. It sucked. <laughs> Everyone's poor when you get out of college. Yeah, yeah. You deal with pissy hallways. Um, <laughs> Patrick Swayze. Correct me if I'm wrong in this movie, but I'm pretty sure. Patrick Swayze has not one but two ponytails in this movie. He can he can do a double braid. Because what's what's going on here is there's like the ponytail that he's got like from the hair on his head. Mm. But then if you look closely, there's a neck one? There's a ponytail, you're exactly right, made out of the hair on his neck. Do they interconnect? No. What? That's it's how separate? Patrick Swayze made it. <laughs> I, I thought, he made it like the Avatar aliens. They, they're they're separate. I thought I thought it was like a Voltron situation where they all go together. <laughs> they're not they becoming form. one ponytail, dude. It's a ponytail that rests on top of a smaller ponytail. Oh, it's like the support beam. Yeah, <laughs> because when he's like shaking his head around in this movie, there's fucking two tails going around. Well, I had a theory that it's not. The big city job, it's not the violinist wife. It's none right. of that that really bothers his clan back home. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that he has this ponytail and he's not letting it just go fucking free. Oh, yeah. That's like, it's like society is yeah. binding your hair into this ponytail. Like, look at you. You wear a tie to work. You put your hair in two ponytails. You ought to free that ponytail. <laughs> just Take like- it from me. Letting this mane fly free here yeah. in the holler. You've changed. You've changed. Don't you also appreciate my southern accent? <laughs> I'm born and bred in Kentucky. <laughs> Liam Neeson. What is his character's name in this movie? Briar. 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 Like, Briar. The, like, like the patch. Yes. <laughs> Briar. Like the patch. Or Briar. Like the non-possessive version of the ice cream chain. Every other shot of Briar needs to feature the Confederate flag. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Because that is who I am. Well, because it's like his accent is so unconvincing. You have to be like, is this guy really Southern? Oh, yep. He's he's draped almost exclusively in the Confederate flag. I don't know who you are. I don't know where you're from. But if you do not cut that goddamn ponytail, <laughs> I'm coming for you. Oh, man. The union will be taken. He's got a special set of skills to cut that ponytail off, I bet. I do kind of think that if that's why they're so cautious about having him stay in their home is because at any moment he could just walk in that fucking room and with a pair of scissors end the whole thing. Oh yeah, it's done with. <laughs> also, he's bragging about pissing on the floor all the time. Yeah, that's you don't also want that a as a house now, guest. Yeah. I wonder if they did have a scene where you know Patrick Swayze takes him and toilet trains him because <laughs> apparently he's just been pissing and shitting in the woods and that's kind of all he does. Well, that's freedom, Chris. Yes, <laughs> capital F freedom. I think that there, there is a degree of freedom that that's what our ancestors did, and fought for. <laughs> well, no, that's what we lived in the wild. I suppose that's true. And the world was a toilet <laughs> then. The world's a toilet now, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wake up. Oh, especially the cities. <laughs> Just one giant toilet. Yeah. Um. So Bill Paxton's the other brother. Now, Bill Paxton is the youngest of the three brothers, um, and he has moved to Chicago, like kind of against his will. Uh, you know, Patrick Swayze's like doing the old, you know, 
if you move here, you get out of the holler, you know, you can make a life for yourself. So he's like a truck driver and he's also like working at a gas station. He's doing a bunch of stuff. I mean, I think he stocks vending machines, I think is what he does. Because in oh, the beginning. Oh, you're totally right. He's stocking Marlboros. That's right. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And oh my God, cigarette machines. Like it just, it takes they you back. The yeah. minute you see them, I was Hold like, oh my God. Sec. They still exist. Do they? Yeah, but where? Texas. Only Texas, but when am I That's going to Texas? That's the last time I saw it, anyway. But when am I going to go to Texas? I want one in my bar down the street from me, not well, to have to go all the way to Austin. Exactly. Sorry. I don't even smoke. I just like the yeah. sight of them. Yeah, well, they were cool. You, you know, you got. Bloom- I got to branch out. I got to go down south, I guess. Yeah, you got Bloomberg to blame. Oh uh, yes, well, oh man, or someone. Remember that Someone's guy? Respect. Remember that billionaire King Mare we had yeah. for a dozen years? Yeah. That was weird. That was the long haul. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, th- there's a scene at the beginning where there's this fight about, like, you know, oh, yeah, you, you're fighting over, like, you and Liam Neeson are fighting over me. Like, you want to control my life, blah, blah, blah. Um, anyway, Patrick Swayze then goes to a church where we're introduced to Helen Hunt, who, for the second time in her career, is playing a character that plays a, a stringed instrument. Because on Mad About You, her character played a cello. It's an interesting connection. Yeah. Well, you know, I watched a lot of Mad this, About this, You. This is like pop-up video. <laughs> bloop, bloop. Yeah. That's the noise it made. And then it says, you know. Helen Hunt also played a classical trained musician in Next of Kin with Patrick Swayze. <laughs> um, you know, so they, they've got a pretty nice life. They've got a nice house. Uh, you know, trying, I guess, to have a baby. There's a weird... This, like prelude to sex scene that we have in this movie yeah. is like Patrick Swayze's making some creepy voices and he's just like oh hey there Helen Hunt are oh, you you looking for the mountain man <laughs> where's your mountain man Helen Hunt and he's just chasing her with the fiddle oh yeah well that's oh, right because yeah. he's got he's got her violin that we see her playing like right. classical music on it's a violin for her he grabs it and it turns into a fiddle oh yeah. it turns into a fiddle real quick I mean as soon as you Cross the county line. It's a fiddle. Well, and it's also how you hold it, right? Because mm-hmm. like when she plays violin, it's up on her shoulder. She's very graceful. When he's playing it, he's holding it in the forearm like a waiter with a stack of plates. Wedged right. into that bicep. Oh, yeah. And he's just going to town with that bow on this thing. Also, if you have grimy hands, instantly becomes a fiddle. <laughs> <laughs> you can stain this violin. It's a fiddle. Yeah. There's some dirt <laughs> under those nails. Oh, at all times. Yeah. There's some... There are some close-ups of some grimy-ass fingernails in this movie. Well, any moment Liam Neeson is on screen in this movie, it's just Grub City. (laughs) It is Grub City, and it's kind of off-putting. Like, dirty-ass, like, black-under-your-nails fucking grime. You know, Liam Neeson in the 80s was weird, man. Like, they they didn't know what to do with him. In in Krull, which we mentioned the other week, he played played like a giant or something. Or a guy with a staff. I don't know. Well, I I think it was all the way up to Schindler's List. Everything before Schindler's List, he looks just strange in. I don't know what it is. Like, even Husbands and Wives. I was rewatching that recently. Uh And just him on camera being like, yeah, I kind of like Julie Davis. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> it seems wrong, it's right? It's just strange. And I was just like, okay, and I then, guess. I, I never, and then Schindler's <laughs> List comes out, and I'm like, oh, my God, this, guy, this guy's amazing. And then I would have never have thought he would start murdering people in every movie. En masse. <laughs> yeah. So well, now, now it's like he's got his own genocide on his hands. <laughs> 
Think about every character he's murdered in a movie in the last ten years. A lot yes. of Eastern Europeans. Fuck it, yeah. just take the Taken movies. Like a lot of Eastern Europeans sounds like Hitler to me. <laughs> um, he. What was I going to say about Liam? Well, in this movie, this is kind of like a prelude to those movies because he is kicking some major ass yes. in this movie. It's terrific. Whether he's fighting with Patrick Swayze, where there is a phenomenal fight scene between the two of them. Mm-hmm. You're or in the briar patch now, boy. <laughs> you stepped in the briar patch, and you're not getting out without getting poked. Is that what he <laughs> says? Like, if he was a wrestler, like, he comes out and he calls out, like, oh, Stone yeah. Cold. You're in the briar patch now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's exactly yeah. what happened. You just made Schindler's list. <laughs> <laughs> you're on Schindler's shit list now, Stone Cold. <laughs> I could I could see that happening. Yeah. I would be into it. And he's he, never had to appear on Raw, like, promoting any of those shitty movies. I, I figured that would have happened. If it didn't, it should. <laughs> oh, Is John it, Cena, you want to run all night? <laughs> and then Common comes out with his super weapon and shoots him. I asked a colleague who saw that movie if Common was a time cop in it. Turns out he's just the best assassin in Queens. Oh yeah, wait, wait, Commons in this movie. Oh yeah, he's a super in, a super assassin. We're talking about Run All Night. Yes, yeah, Run yeah. All Night. He's he, on the poster. I, I missed it. <laughs> I think I think I thought he was Ed Harris or something. <laughs> I don't know. This is a menacing bald person. And Common as Jackson Pollock. <laughs> I'd see that. Does anybody remember that Pollock biopic that yes. Ed Harris? Was I in? love that movie. Okay, yeah. time didn't he? He like. Uh, it's like Ed Harris doing a bunch of paintings, hanging out, and then he crashes a car. <laughs> that's uh, that's just, the movie. Yeah. I just remember that, like, and it's one of those like just striking moments of alcoholism in cinema, <laughs> where he is riding that little shitty bike, and he's got the crate <laughs> of beers on top of it, trying to keep yep. it even. Yep, yeah. that's oh, how man. that's how you did it back then, dude. That's Great. how you did it. Um, so then we we are introduced to the mafia, who's in this movie, <laughs> and this is. The main players, like we said, are Adam Baldwin and Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller is the actual biological son of the mafia guy. Of Sykes, yes. Um, and then Adam Baldwin is like the guy who's calling him Papa John. Well, it's like his, his right-hand man, I think. Well, like the guy uncle a lot. It's a lot of uncle. Well, no, he's calling him Papa. He's calling him Papa John. No, that's what Ben Stiller, I think. <laughs> no, 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 wait, no, wait. dude. It's Adam Baldwin for Papa, sure. Papa John's is involved in this thing? Like well, that yeah. asshole pizza magnet. Yeah, that's, it's a front for this. That pizza chain is a front for the mafia. I think this is. Maybe they were named, well, maybe it was named after him. After this character, no, specifically. I think oh, you think a, you think John Schnatter, a... that fucking penny pinching dickhead, you think <laughs> you think that he's a huge fan of Next of Kin, yeah, and he's like, when I open my pizza chain, so I can rebuild that sports car that I put in my commercials. See, that's what you don't <laughs> know about this guy is that he he was from a holler. <laughs> Most, most he connected really hard with this movie, and he's yeah. like, I, you know, I got out too. I know what it's like to, to escape that, a holler. You were right on the money, Kevin, because that is holler pizza right there. <laughs> that is, that is not Italian mafia no, pizza. No, no. That is it's Kentucky pizza. Yeah, that is some shit ass pizza pies. Papa John's. Don't waste your money. <laughs> There's the fucking slogan for that place. So, what a shithole. <laughs> Horrendous. And our sponsor today. (laughs) (laughs) Papa John's. Don't spend the money. Uh, So, whatever, man. So, what happens is they're looking to take over this vending machine company or whatever. They're looking to buy it out or whatever the fuck. 
and so Bill Paxton is on a run with a with like a partner. They're dropping off a vending machine somewhere, and Adam Baldwin, Ben Stiller, and two other dudes like. They basically try to crash the car to like jack the thing yeah. and, and take this. Right. And the whole thing is like uh, the the mob boss is like, take my son Ben Stiller with you. You know, he wants to get involved in the family business. I'm so proud of him. Blah blah blah. So they're out on this hit trying to like run this car off the road. And Bill Paxton's uh, buddy is like, hey man, you know, just pull over. They're just gonna jack the truck. Whatever, it's fine. They've sort of accepted it. It's yeah. kind of like in. Um, that snooze fest, a most violent year when those oil oh trucks God. keep getting jacked and yeah. they're just like, oh, please just take the oil truck. I'm just going to be over here taking a nap because that's what happens in that movie. I still haven't seen it. I can't yeah, remember fine. a movie so recent that I wanted so much to like and that I was just not able to get. Through. Oh, yeah. It's such. A it was a struggle. It was a real struggle. So. So they get pulled. Finally, finally, he relents. And well, because he crashes the car. Yeah, yes. He doesn't acquiesce to their threats. But he crashes the, par- the truck. The truck. And the partner gets out and witnesses uh, Stiller and Baldwin and all them taking him. Right. He takes. They take Bill Paxton into the, tr- the back of this truck and they shoot him in the face. Which is interesting because later in the movie... Liam Neeson or Patrick Swayze, somebody mentioned something about shot my brother in the back or something like that. And I was like, no, no, no. We saw that. <laughs> he got shot right in, in the, the face, head, right? Like in right in that beautiful Bill Paxton face. And this is like a 1989 Bill Paxton. So he's like a little bit of baby fat on him. He's youthful. Mm. I was like, Bill Paxton is in this movie. Like how exciting. Yeah, you could chew him up. Yeah. <laughs> They He's do. in it for like four seconds. They have all different, you know, these three brothers have distinctly different accents. Yeah, because <laughs> even even Pax is doing a little bit of a country twang, a little bit. Yeah, but he's just kind of doing that country twang he's done in a lot of movies, which is just like Bill Paxton doing a southern accent. I feel like isn't he kind of doing a southern accent in uh, Aliens a little bit, or not really? I mean, it's a yeehaw kind of thing, but well, I, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure if that's he American. Has an accent. That's just American. And then Patrick Swayze is doing his like southern accent, which Patrick Swayze's done in in other movies. Um, so he gets shot in the face and, you know, the whole thing is like Patrick Swayze shows up and he knows, he knows what is about to happen because he has to call back to the holler and be like, hey, man, uh, I'm going to be coming back to town with Bill Paxton, except, um, well, he's in a pine box <laughs> and, uh, you know, yep. I'm sorry I dragged him to the city uh, against all of your wishes, including his own. Uh, and now he was murdered. And uh, could you tell Briar about this now so that he can go on his tear before I get there <laughs> and I'm forced to go with him? Yeah, and 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 so what he knows is about to happen is that once the family hears about this, they're going to want what is the, the overall theory of this film, hillbilly justice. Right. Which is the swiftest and fairest of all the American justices. This is what your miniseries is about, right? <laughs> Swift. I mean, we had we we changed it up because the first it was Swift corporate justice, and then we turned it into Swift hillbilly justice, nice. which is more you know elemental. So I was I was interested in it. Um, but here's the thing with this: with what Hillbil- Well, th- it's with hillbilly justice. The, the, yes, the movie is called Next of Kin. Correct. It should be called Hillbilly Justice. Yeah, but you know what? You're not getting Hillbilly Justice on a poster because at the end of the day, <laughs> there's some folks that are that are finding Hillbilly offensive. Is it? Like, oh, yeah. Like, but can't you get like one of those things where it's like written in blood on the poster kind of look? 
I mean, if you, you know, wrote Next of Kin in Blood, that's pretty cool that's too. Yeah, like, that's like good. the knockoff movie is Hillbilly Justice. Yeah, this like is, in this Japan. Is, it's called Hillbilly Justice. No, he's talking about if like Troma made some oh, movie, right, well, the Asylum or one of those, right, people. or someone. Because you know, at at the essence, this movie is part of the exploitation genre. I guess that's it's true. a classy exploitation yeah. right. film. So that's why they use the classy title of Next of Kin, because you know these yeah. people are always talking about their kin. <laughs> um, one thing I don't want to lose is during Bill Paxton's murder scene. Adam Baldwin is talking about, like, he's seen this kind of person, that kind of person, but hillbillies are the dumbest. Yeah. And what when he's saying this kind of person and that kind of person, it's every slur under the sun. Oh, my God. And yeah, let me tell you something. Yeah. Those are coming, again, real easy, easy to Adam Baldwin. Yeah. Because yeah. wait, he became, like, a super racist or something, right? I don't know if he's a super racist. He's a, a, a very touchy, conservative person who what? likes spouting out Palin-esque theories about uh, things. Which is a, it's really unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, I almost prefer Stephen Baldwin yakking about God. <laughs> is, I, I honestly Now back do. to Stephen Baldwin yakking about God. Is he part of that clan? Oh, Stephen man. Baldwin? He's a nut. No, 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 no. no, he's not related to them. Okay, good, yeah. So he's not next of kin. Okay, that, I just wanted to get that out of the way. No, no, but I just always assume all Baldwins are of one Baldwin. Well, if you go far back enough, probably, yeah. right? There's some pri <laughs> primordial ooze. That... <laughs> or at least, you know, Ireland. So we've got this funeral going on, and, you know, they take the train down into the holler. Helen Hunt comes with. And, you know, it's a really awkward, like, meeting the, meet the in-laws for the first time, except it's, like, a clan of people who fear outside contact. Jesus, that's that's a lot of pressure for Helen. Not, not fun. Did you guys catch the name of the town? No, Dumpsville. <laughs> Close. It's really weird, actually. Carbon Glow. What? At least that's the name at the train station. Carbon Glow, Kentucky. Yeah. So I guess that's where they did a lot of uh, coal mining. I well, guess. Well, yeah. I it's know. it's well. They make Liam Neeson says because um, Patrick Swayze says something about like. Where's your truck or something like that? And he's like, oh, it was owned by the mining company. Took it when the mine folded, it did. So, like, he's out of a job. They took right. his truck. Oh, yeah. You're, he's you're, fucking living a country song. That's, I mean, that's my, my, again, my problem with this is like the yammering on about the coal truck and all this stuff that See, I don't need to know about. It's I, not, doesn't I, help the movie. I love that part. I couldn't take it. <laughs> you loved that part? <laughs> Just him talking about the truck? <laughs> Well, it, I think I just liked hearing Liam Neeson as Briar. I, I could not get enough. That accent is just outrageous. Yeah. Why would you cast Liam Neeson as this character? Well, you know, Irish hillbilly. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what's sure the difference? <laughs> I guess so. I mean, that's always the mystery with Liam Neeson, though. Like in this movie, it's different because you are specifically told, like. This is a character who's born and bred in this part of the country and, and whatever. In a lot of these Liam Neeson movies, much like Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, like his origin point is kind of a gray area. Like yeah. in the Taken movies, is he I don't think an Irish former, guy? No. He's American. He's just American. They say that anyway. You know, well, I, I mean, mean oh, do knows? they? Yeah. Well, he's, he, he, I don't know. He's like Brian Mills. I don't know. They don't really explain it. Well, that's like in um, A Walk Among the Tombstones, which I think is a good movie, actually. I, I liked it. 
Um, I was like, is he doing like an Irish cop thing? But then I guess not. Like it's always impossible. It's impossible to tell if he. What I'm trying to say is if it's if he's trying to cover up his accent or not. I'm not sure if you can. I mean, that's a lion on a leash kind of situation. <laughs> I actually want, really want to rewatch Schindler's List now. It actually covers it up very it well in he, that. That's what got him the Oscar. Yeah, I think just that, hiding that that bro. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> they were like, "Holy shit, you covered that up really well." Academy. Award. I think it's technically an honorary Oscar. <laughs> did he win for that? I'm almost positive. He had. I, I'm oh, did he? Certain. Oh, I, I was about to ask you guys. You know, if he know. if he didn't, he should have. I'm gonna get on the internet ticker. Fair enough. Uh, so we, you know, they have the funeral, and there's an awkward moment where, uh, like all the all the ladies are out on the porch, and they're like, uh, uh, Patrick Swayze tell, tells us that you play the violin. Will you play for us? And she's like, right now. That's like, yeah, of course, right now, you idiot. Like, they want something to lift their spirits. Like, come on, let's play some fiddle. And she gets this, like a little kid runs in the house, grabs this fiddle, and is like, here, fiddle it up. <laughs> and she starts playing, like, the most downtrodden, sad as shit classical music. And the whole town is listening to this, and you can hear everyone just going into this state of depression. Well, it's amazing. It's like the bells at the end of Breaking the Waves. It's just like everybody <laughs> throughout the county can hear this fucking thing. Yeah, and they're like, will you, like... How about playing something a little more upbeat? Like, you're just finishing up a funeral. We're just looking to laugh again, Helen Hunt. We just want to laugh again. Yeah, there's just four or five shots of people bawling their eyes out or looking solemnly at the sky. (laughs) Or throwing an axe at a playing card, (laughs) which I guess is a traditional holler post-funeral activity. Sure. Oh. Which actually looked like a lot of fun. I I will be the first to admit it. I'd like to throw an axe at something. I'm game. Oh, in from the ticker. Nominated. Did not win. Oh, does it say who won over him? Uh, let me check. Because that's just crazy. Yeah, that is kind of insane. He's great in that movie. Yeah. What was that, 93? 94. What else could, oh, what else would that have been? Hmm. Oh, well, that's why. Tom Hanks, Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, that'll get you. <laughs> yeah, that, Every time. That, speaking of a Sophie's Choice, <laughs> AIDS or Holocaust. <laughs> That is kind of that is Oscar's Sophie's choice. Yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> so whatever, we're wrapping up this funeral, and the whole thing is Patrick Swayze walks into the kitchen or the the dining room where Liam Neeson and the rest of like the elders of the holler have gathered around this like family Bible, and they're basically saying some credo that's like, all right. The blood feud is on. They took one of ours. We're going to take one of theirs kind of a thing. And Patrick Swayze walks in and he's like, now, Briar, you're going to leave this up to the Chicago Police Department. We are going to catch the killer and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, I'm going to go to Chicago and I'm going to kill him. And there ain't nothing you can do about it because that's (laughs) hillbilly justice. And then someone goes, that's what this should have been called. (laughs) So now we've we've set up like what the big feud of this movie is, right? Yeah. Like two feuding brothers who hate each other's guts have different opinions as to how the killer of their other brothers should be brought to and brought they to both have to also wrangle the mafia on top of this. Yeah, you gotta. Well, when you're trying to get a mafioso, you know, you gotta break into the mafia. That's true. <laughs> it is. It's very <laughs> true. You can't just go to the mafia and be like, you know, excuse me. 
Although I think one of your guys <laughs> killed my brother. Well, actually, Excuse that's kind of what Swayze does. Well, yeah. he, but he's doing it the cop route, though. Yes. Yeah, you know, he walks in. They're moving. They've. I guess the assassination of Bill Paxton somehow allowed the mafia to just take over this vending machine company. Which makes no sense at Absolutely all. Absolutely no sense. And I'm pretty sure that this is a company that makes two things. Vending machines for cigarettes and pinball machines. Yeah. Because, like, they're moving into this new office space slash mafia hideout. And it's like cigarette machines all over the place and then just a ton of awesome pinball machines all over the place. And I was like, this is a pretty sweet hideout for the mafia. It's like if the mafia was run by 10-year-old boys. What do you want? Cigarettes and video games. Oh, maybe it's like big. <laughs> do you think Adam Baldwin is like a 10-year-old in an adult's body? Oh, I, no, I was going to say like... Sykes is Fred Savage, and well, like you know, in a, a, <laughs> what two months he's going to shrink back to Fred Savage. Oh, I think yeah. there's a certain percentage of mafiosos just have baby brains. That's also know? possible. Oh, yeah, that could they're be kind yeah. of underdeveloped. They think you get something by hitting someone. <laughs> but also, I feel like I think it's kind of implied that um, Adam Baldwin kills Bill Paxton in a way to like scare Ben Stiller's character to be like. Now, do you really want to be involved in your father's well, business? Because, oh, yeah. Because he was like, Adam Baldwin was about to basically take over the business once Sykes retires. Yeah. And then his son gets involved late in the game. Right. Well, that's what I kind of thought is that he was going, he was scaring him. Like, he was yes. like, get the fuck out of here. This is what I do. Because Sykes is pissed off when he finds out he killed him. He's like, so it doesn't, I got a cop on my ass yeah, now. Are right. you serious? Yeah. So it's like, it's like, oh, you want to be in the mafia? Well, this is what the mafia does. But. In reality, it's like, what the fuck did you do that for? Yeah, the, the, the mafia does not want cops. Like, <laughs> exactly. That's, they want to just do their business, crime business. That's all they need to do. Absolutely. There's an awesome uh, shot when Patrick Swayze, like, first pulls up to the hideout. Like, he's got to get checked in by some security guard who's yeah. at a gate. The mullet on this security guard. Oh. Like, it's just some actor, mm -hmm. but it looks like Gene Simmons. Well, I mean, it's a real cornucopia between <laughs> the Hala and the city. The hairstyles are just up and down the boardwalk. Oh, yeah. it's fantastic. It's wonderful. I, but I, I love it. I did want to bring up something in the Hala, speaking of, you know, getting ages mixed up. Uh-huh. Uh, there is a picture at the funeral. There is this picture of Bill Paxton, 35-year-old Bill Paxton, yeah. in, in a I-just-graduated... Uh, high school oh really with a diploma and it's like it was clearly taken the day before the movie was shot well i'll say this for authenticity's sake chris we are talking about a high school in a holler <laughs> who knows how long it took him to graduate <laughs> just put well, that I out there got my diploma time to go to chicago with my big brother <laughs> <laughs> there's another awesome holler moment where like there's a little kid uh with a bow and arrow, yeah. like shooting at a target, and Helen Hunt's like, "Oh, hey, Patrick Swayze, you were good at this once, right? Why don't you show up this little kid?" <laughs> <laughs> and he does, yes. And then he like teaches the little kid like how to aim. Yeah, you know? this is great. And he's like, "There you go, son. You just got yourself a ten point buck." And this little kid just goes, "No, sir." I just killed the man who shot Uncle Gerald, and I was like, "Holy children of the corn, everybody!" <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you want to take the kid aside? Like, Patrick Swayze just pats him on the head after well, that? There's, there's two reactions to something like that, right? There's either, like, 
total outright fear and you just yeah you pat the kid on the head like that's great elijah and back away or you you know kind of like grab him by the shirt collar like killing is wrong no violence don't do that don't say things like that and say it exactly like that too (laughs) yeah nice and unorganized (laughs) but it's it's amazing because like patrick swayze and helen hunt both look at each other like and we want one of these Like, yeah. You're, you're going to have yourself a hollow baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Smells like she could give birth to a nice hollow baby. <laughs> and then it's just a, you know, murderous little kid. Right? Well, yeah, then it turns into, like, uh, it's alive, right? <laughs> Speaking of murderous babies. Monster babies. Monster babies with weird teeth. <laughs> There's a bullshit scene. I don't know how Ben Stiller's making this power play in this movie. I don't know oh, how he got God. cast in this movie. Well, that's... Just a mystery for the ages. I mean, Ben Stiller's a superstar now. Del Close is dead. Patrick Swayze's dead. There's nothing we can do about it. Somehow, somehow Ben Stiller got cast I, in this movie. Enough. I always chalk it up to Jerry's got a lot of pull. You think Jerry Stiller's got a lot I of pull? I think he's got a lot of pull. Really? Because, I, I mean, he was, what? He was a, a, a big, like, uh, stage comedian for a long time. Yeah. Right? So, well, I mean, yeah, I assume he, he had a lot of contact. You're doing that much King of Queens if you've got a lot of pull. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was like he did have some pull with the mob, and it's just like it's just like Ben, you're gonna go in with the mob. <laughs> Learn ben. the tricks. Yeah, you'll be ready to go to Hollywood right after. <laughs> gotta go method. <laughs> no, I was just wondering about Ben Stiller's power play in this movie. I guess that's because his father's like yeah. the Don, but they're like fighting over who has the best office in this hideout. And all of this shit. And I guess, Chris, this is where I could sort of see where you're talking about, like, the boring parts of it. Because I'm like, just get to the hillbilly justice. Like, I know it's coming. I know Liam Neeson's ready to leave for Chicago tomorrow. Get to that. Don't, I don't care about Adam Baldwin arguing over the fucking material that a couch is made out of. I honestly don't need these characters to be legitimized. I know this is an action movie where the mafia is fighting hillbillies. That's all I want <laughs> is the mafia fighting hillbillies. There's this great moment where after Patrick Swayze, like, he comes to the hideout and kind of fucks with them, looking through files and stuff. He's looking for the guy who was Bill Paxton's, like, Mm co-driver. And he goes there, like, kind of fucks with them a little bit. Like, oh, I'm looking for the guy who killed uh, my brother, and I know that his co-worker worked for you, and blah, blah, blah. And he kind of, like, just shakes things, you know, shakes the tree a little bit. And then Adam Baldwin's like, Let's follow that fucker. So Patrick Swayze like lures them to this oh apartment God, complex. Oh, man. It's awesome. One, because you know already that Adam Baldwin's character is a huge racist. So they get to this apartment complex, and he's got to be like shaking in his boots already. And they run. Like, they think they're following Patrick Swayze. Like, oh, they yell at some kid like, well, you see some white guy come through here. He's probably got two ponytails and a cowboy hat on. <laughs> And he's just like, oh, yeah, he's down at, like, room 152 or whatever, uh, or apartment 152, and they go yeah. down there. And then you see this guy, like, go, oh, no, there's no 152. Cut to these dudes getting their cars stripped. Oh, it's awesome. It's like they've been parked for five minutes, <laughs> and so there's, like, nothing left to their car at all. Oh, it's great. It's like a vacation moment. Roll them up. 
Like yeah, exactly. It's in a bunch of inner city cartoon characters <laughs> yeah. rush out and strip the car of everything. And I understand this used to be a problem, but this quickly? It's, I mean, it's not I don't a Ralph know. Bakshi cartoon. Stop it. It's so fucking funny. And, you know, Adam Baldwin's like, slur, slur, slur. <laughs> And it turns out, like, Patrick Swayze's paid off this kid to do that and whatever. And it's awesome because Patrick Swayze, like, peels out of this parking lot laughing at them. Yeah. Oh, nothing like a racist getting theirs. It's I, so great. I kind of imagined he was going to wave to them as he left. <laughs> he should have. Just yeah. give him a big thumbs up and, like, laughing, like, audibly laughing out the window. He's driving a cool, like, Thunderbird in this yeah, car, or, too. Or piss out the window. <laughs> While driving a car. <laughs> it could happen. It's your property. <laughs> I own this city. I'm a cop. Sometimes I sleep in here. Pay taxes. <laughs> I own the street, too. <laughs> so Liam Neeson comes to Chicago, like, against yes. the, the wishes <laughs> of Patrick Swayze. And this is where the movie really heats up, because... Unlike Patrick Swayze, Liam Neeson wastes no time. But there's also it's like it's like this build up. It's great. It's, you see him in a pickup truck driving into the city. Oh yeah. Oh like, and oh, man, troubles afoot with all this rooster rock going on in the background. <laughs> rooster rock. <laughs> I love it. This bullshit like. Uh, what's the one when he's driving is the best one. It's backwoods yeah. coming to the city. Like right. it's, it's such, <laughs> it's like blues traveler meets Jack Mack and the heart attack. Yes, it is. It's With almost exactly that country twang to it. I mean, it is one of those songs though, that you're like, did you write this for the movie? Cause it is like hillbilly coming to the big city, avenging the murder of his brother who used to stuff cigarette machines for a living. Well, that's definitely that's <laughs> definitely the case where there's another one where it's just like brother to brother. Oh, that fucking brother, brother to, brother, to brother. Like, it just goes I on. I love it, man. It pops up no less than three times in this movie. And you're it's like whenever there's a brother on screen together, it's like Fucking Ben Stiller and Adam Baldwin, they're doing it. They're doing it with Bill Paxton and Patrick Swayze, Patrick Swayze and Liam Neeson. Oh, it's all when Patrick Stewart has to. Well, not oh, Patrick I wish Stewart, Patrick, Stewart Patrick Stewart was, Stewart was in, this in this movie. movie. I'd be so happy. Oh, hello, Adam Baldwin. <laughs> that sure is some racist stuff you're saying. Get <laughs> out the, of here, Adam. I don't need to hear that. <laughs> Where is the British mob coming into? Oh yeah, dude. Then it's uh, cool. then it's a Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah, it would be. Then everybody's fucking checking out. And then it's even worse. <laughs> Much worse. Well, because I was going to say, this is not... Because John Irvin, who directed this, he also directed Raw Deal with Schwarzenegger. And right. And it's kind of the same movie. It's sort of the same plot as Raw Deal. He's just like a local hey, sheriff. Come that on. Goes to- <laughs> Don't bullshit me. I do like Raw Deal a whole lot more than that. Isn't like Raw movie. Deal, though, isn't there something with the FBI in he that movie? He used to be an FBI agent, but he's now a small-town sheriff. Oh, that's right. In a holla. He's a cop, you idiot. <laughs> um, Liam Neeson moves into this flop house. And starts making bullets right off the bat. Oh, oh yep, exactly. <laughs> and this guy that runs the flop house is a great small-time character actor. I forget his name but he was in scrooged yes that's like probably his biggest thing that he's known for yeah. oh, uh michael j pollard yes yeah that's he's yeah. great uh so he's playing like the half-brained proprietor of this 
pseudo establishment. And again, it's another like Elwood Blues is living down the hall from you, like right. dude's flop house. Right. And they like at one point Liam Neeson looks at the wall and there's this sign that's like 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 no women, no alcohol, no food, bed by ten. And it, you know, I forget what this line it's was. Sounds good to me. I think is what. It <laughs> but it was is. like sarcastic. It's yeah. like oh, this what you call freedom. In a, in a, oh, the big, the big city, eh? Oh, yeah, I'm real impressed, big city. Can't fuck a prostitute after 10 p.m. while eating a sandwich. Great. Right, because he's used to being able to, to fuck whatever he wants and pee out the windows. Eat a sandwich and, at the same time? Mahala does not have a state legislature, so. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's barely recognized as part of the United States of America. <laughs> they tried once, but I took them. Took them all. <laughs> Okay. That would be great. It's Back just, then, I was taking people. You just hear some dude talking like, oh, they tried that once, but I took care of it. And you're like, what? Took care of who? <laughs> who are you talking about? Don't worry. They're not around anymore. Who's not around anymore? Where are they now? Killed them all, of course. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Don't chill my bones all over again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know what's a great thing? And how they left this out of that documentary, I have no idea. Do you know... The Jinx? The Jinx, yes. Okay. We're, now we're talking about Bob Durst for no <laughs> reason. Course. But that guy was apparently recently arrested and fined $500 for whipping it out in a CVS checkout line and taking a piss on the candy counter. Wow. And you're, and that's you're you're allowed to do that. Yet, 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 five hundred dollars for only five hundred dollars. I feel like I couldn't get away with that. I'd be in Rikers. Oh no, you'd be in, you'd be, you'd I'd be in a jail. Sec, sex offender instantly. Uh, I think if you're whipping it out and pissing on stuff in a store after 10 p.m., it's a it's a much lesser fine. Is what's going on? Oh really? So if if you're pissing that. on if you're pissing on stuff on you know in right. in if a store a, like in what? family hours. Did you uh, see the fact that AP did in fact? Refer to they thought he, in an article they referred to him as Fred Durst. <laughs> they had to correct AP had to like put a retraction out. Sorry, we let the new intern post that story. He's a huge Limp Biscuit fan still for some reason. That's a that's a bunch of he said she said bullshit. <laughs> it is exactly that. Hey, does anyone want to put bets on uh, how quickly he skates from this one? Or does he get the death penalty in California? I think he's going down. I yeah, think it's, it's a, like a life in prison thing. They don't, they don't light people up anymore in Cali, do they? They certainly do. He's, well, not old white man, am I right? <laughs> he's all right. He'll be fine. Folks, he just tapped notes on the table like it was a late night talk show again. Letterman over here. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> So Liam Neeson's making these bullets and, you know, Michael J. Pollard's like, oh, wow, that's looking like you're going to do a bunch of stuff I'm never going to ask you about. And it's like, <laughs> yep, that's right, dude. That's how you own a place like this. Asking zero questions. Like, what are you doing hanging out with a guy preparing bullets and stuff? <laughs> yeah. Don't you have a nudie mag to get back to? Yeah, yeah, this character's looking at a lot of nudie mags. You know, you definitely can't evict him anymore. No. But... Don't hang out with the guy. And don't be like putting your ear up again. Like, this guy's a pervert. He keeps on putting his ear up to the guy's door. I'm just listening to you. Sorry. And Briar instantly finds him. And he's like, how'd you find me? I could smell you through the door. He says he could smell him. Now, either this dude smells, which is entirely possible. got a country nose. Or he's got a country nose, which is like Wolverine. You yeah. can smell the dude from down the hall. Well, that's the thing with the holler is that when you do, because the smells get so bad, 
like because nobody's showering. Right. And then it just gets so dense and complex that you can pick out smells from everywhere. <laughs> like all the BO becomes so it's like <laughs> it's layered. Like a potpourri. <laughs> you're like uh you're like whoever starred in that Tom Tickover movie perfume. Oh that's yeah. not Dustin Hoffman. No. Who's the guy in that movie? Is it uh what, I don't know. Point is, yeah. he's got a great nose for it's making a- perfume or whatever happened in that. That movie's like something, something, Dustin Hoffman, something, something, weird orgy at the end. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Because, like, he makes that perfume that's so strong, everybody just gets down to fucking. Yeah, it mm. becomes an orgy at the end. Yeah, no, it's a big, weird. Big, wild orgy. Imagine that happened at the end of this movie. That's probably what's going on back at the holler. I was Once actually, the funeral services are over. I was actually going to say maybe he's like Hannibal Lecter because he has all that kind of perfume bullshit in that Hannibal movie. Oh, yeah, you're totally right. Oh, man, that's what you want is Liam Neeson turns out to be like an A-grade serial killer. Yeah. He's eating people. And then, yeah, and then that's the thing, right? Then Patrick Swayze's like, oh, no, my one brother was murdered, and I'm trying to take care of that, but it turns out... My other brother is a cannibalistic serial killer. It would be amazing if Liam Neeson just started eating these Italian mobsters. <laughs> Note ordered out some Italian. <laughs> Note to the Hannibal showrunners: Liam Neeson as Hannibal's younger brother, Jack Lecter. Jack Lecter, <laughs> how you doing, Jack Lecter? <laughs> Winter University of Dublin. There's a great moment where Liam Neeson outsmarts uh, guard dogs in this movie. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so stupid. The dog dodger. (laughs) You know, this is a man who knows his way around a hound, and I think this might be possible. Yeah. I mean, if you really, if you're a real hound man, like you raised broods of dogs for years. But he's not like the dog whisperer. The shot is as such. He's at the opening of this gate, and the two Rottweilers are coming. Oh, they're not Rottweilers. They're, they're, they're Doberman they're, they're, Pinsers. Doberman, yeah. Uh, and they're running at him, and he will not move. Well, that's, you know, and stand then, your ground. And then right when they're about to eat him alive, yeah, he just moves. Like, he just does a quick step to the left. Dog dodges in the 24th and a half right. century. And then he closes the gate behind him, and he's unscathed. This he is... actually quips at the dogs. Yeah. He's like, gonna have to do better than that, boys. Yeah. And you're just like, are you talking shit to a dog? A dog? <laughs> a dog <laughs> who's gonna be there when you come back out, by the this, way. By the way, <laughs> this, this, this is a guy who knows dogs, man. And these people know dogs. And later in the movie, we'll get to it, but oh. these are these people... Yeah. A dog is just a weapon to them. It's all, it's, it's, this is as if Liam Neeson just be like, would grab a gun out of your hand and be like, no, you don't. That's what it is with these dogs. So he's basically, he's doing some reconnaissance work for when he later goes and ransacks this mafia hideout. So it's like, just in your, your average day in a mafia hideout, we're eating Chinese food, we're saying a lot of racist things, the boss is upstairs having sex with a prostitute, uh, and Ben Stiller's the only one trying to get work done. Like he's trying to file paperwork, and he's like, "Hey, where's Adam Baldwin? I got to get him to sign this thing." And everybody's like, "He's upstairs fucking a prostitute. Leave him alone." And uh, all of a sudden, the lights go out, and everybody's like trying to blame it on Ben Stiller for some reason. And that's like Liam Neeson is sneaking into this place, yeah. and Adam Baldwin comes up like zipping his pants up, like, "What the fuck's going on out here?" Um, slur, slur, slur. Man, Adam Baldwin with blue balls—you don't even want to know. Nope, not at all. And he Get runs downstairs like slur, slur. 
And then all of a sudden the lights come back up and there is Liam Neeson on the stairs behind him, shotgun pointed right at his chest. And it's like, oh, now it's on. Here we go. And you would think the whole point of all of this is to get some answers. But really, all Liam Neeson is there to do is to mess up the joint. And I've never seen mafiosos get so pissed off. Oh, man. Adam Baldwin has a water tank blown up and, like, it covers him. He's like a gremlin. He gets so pissed (laughs) off that the goddamn water got on him. He says he's never been so pissed off in his life. Oh, my God. It would be great if he had, like, little... Little Italian buzz oh, grow he, on his he, shoulders. He, and pop little out. Adam Baldwin start popping yeah. out of his back. Yeah, I would like that. Oh man, and they're all popping off his back like slur, 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 slur. Oh, it's kind of cute when a little one says it. <laughs> so Liam Neeson's like, "Hey, I I know one of you killed my brother, Gerald." Or as Liam Neeson like actually says with this accent, "Gerald," because you can't. He's trying to do something, but his body's doing something else, yeah. and the name Gerald is just Jar. Lion on a leash. And it does it does. It sounds like he's saying jar. His, yeah. his brother jar. Which would actually make sense if one's named Briar and the other one's named Truman. <laughs> I don't know. Briar, Truman, Jar. Jar works. <laughs> That's a nice Christian name. Uh piss pot. Uh let me look around the room. Flake. Some more. <laughs> little hammer. Icebox. Hey there, little hammer. Chitlin. Oh, there's like four chitlins. Chitlin gates. Chitlin Gates. So, you know, he's like, just tell me who did it. You know, I'll be out of here. We'll settle yeah. this. Our blood feud will be over. And everyone in the mafia is like, blood feud? What the fuck is this guy talking about? We didn't get the blood feud newsletter. And they don't they don't tell him. And he keeps shooting up pinball machines. He shoots up the Chinese food. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's it's like, all right, well, I'm going to come back because someone. Oh, that's what happens. The prostitute runs downstairs and she's like, I told you no kinky stuff. And this shit's just weird. And you're like, yeah, it's like, you know what? I don't need this comedy. Like this (laughs) prostitute knows exactly what's going on. This is not the first time she's been fucking a John. And all of a sudden someone came in and started shooting up the hideout. By the way, if I'm a prostitute and I walk down. (laughs) I'm with you so far. And I'm walking down, and I just hear a bunch of gunshots. I ain't saying goodbye to nobody. Oh, I yeah. I'm not out going of there. To, I'm not going down the stairs to talk shit and then announce no. that I called the police. I would instantly steal stuff and then leave. <laughs> Precisely. Because <laughs> office yeah. has got to be rife with this stuff. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and they ever accuse you. You're like, what? W- weren't you robbed that day? Because kind of, right? They're broken into. Well, yeah. yeah. You know what I realized is just now is kind of low stakes about this mafia. They kind of only control the cigarette machine racket. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. arcades. Which, which, it's not necessarily to say, like, they're controlling something like cigarette sales. It's just, like, the machines. Where the fuck is, like, the cocaine dealing? Well, Where's that? Where's the gun running? Well, this is some the, Mickey Mouse mafia. Well, Sykes does say he's, he's a businessman. And you know what? He's a legitimate businessman, apparently. I'm sorry. You're making spaghetti sauce at 2 o'clock in the afternoon in the back of a social club where there's a bunch of illegal gambling going on? You're in the fucking mafia. I mean, gambling and illegal cigarettes, that could bring you home a lot of money. I don't know. I would be... I mean... But has the mafia ever been known to peddle in, in, in pinball machines? Maybe they could pack drugs in the pinball well, machines. Well, they were once illegal. A la steel. Oh, yeah, now you're talking, Kevin. They're opening up the pinball machines and hiding coke in it, much like the Shaquille O'Neal film Steel. 
but it's guns in that movie. But still, right, principle, right, right, right. right, right. Well, I guess you could put anything in you there. You could put anything in a pinball machine. You yeah. could put anything inside a pinball machine. Probably fit Fred Savage in there, too. <laughs> fit him right in. There we go. Get in there, Fred Savage. <laughs> going to get you across the line. <laughs> and then they forget to check on him. <laughs> And it's just so next time you play pinball, there might be a little boy's skeleton in it. <laughs> just open it up. You're like, I found the wizard. <laughs> or no, the other one was the wizard. He was just along for the ride. Or which well, one was the wizard? Well, no, the wizard. It, that's he's not the wizard. He's the, it's the the other kid, right? The other the kid, kid that nobody knows. So immediately, Patrick Swayze rolls up, and he's like, "Oh." He looks at like a shell casing and he's like, <laughs> my brother made these. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, how did you? Is Liam Neeson initialing these these shotgun shells? Well, because he probably has never seen a bullet with so much grub on it. <laughs> and just like, like oh, black. This, this shotgun shell looks like the pellets were loaded by someone with dirty fingernails. He also looks at like the 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 shotgun shot up Chinese food. Oh, it's just this. like, oh. Briar hates Chinese food. I'm sure Briar hates a lot of things about Chinese culture, okay? The food is probably the least of the things he has to say yeah, about Chinese, Chinese culture. Chinese blank sets him off. Slur, 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 slur. That's right. what's going on. Yeah, That's so, what you don't hear in the holler. It's yeah. a little bit of illegitimacy for this movie holler. Yes. So Swayze talks a big game and then basically just leaves. He, there's a lot of him. Like, I get that he's trying to play, like, by the book police officer. We're going to catch this guy. But how about we toughen up a little bit? But he's also just rubbing it in their faces. And it's weird. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, that's just my Poking point. the bear. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's all bullshitting until I can finally watch the hillbillies and the mafiosos go at it. <laughs> and then here's the thing. Sykes shows up to see what's happened while he was out and like how the place is wrecked and stuff and that's when adam baldwin's doing more slur 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 <laughs> and uh he says something about like the hillbillies again and sykes is like you know they used to say that about sicilians like us oh yeah so it's just like you know he's he's felt what it's like to be a hillbilly so stop uh stop going off about it. you do kind of glean from this movie that the mob boss is like, like a not, good guy yeah, he's, he's not the worst guy in the world right he's feeding his illegal gambling buddies yeah he's pissed off that bill paxton was murdered you know he loves his son oh, yeah he loves that little Definitely 100% legitimate Sicilian son of his, of <laughs> Ben Stiller, <laughs> the most Sicilian one of them all. And yeah. I do give him credit because he doesn't even try the accent. Nope. No, no, no. He's just good Ben Stillering. Him, well, no, good. Yeah, because he's like, you know, he's young enough to be raised in America. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Well, I you know, upper he's gone class home once once or twice gone to the homeland probably if your if your father is a moff is a don oh yeah you're you make the pilgrimage yeah oh man that must be nice yeah, yeah dude think about that it's like it's like when you go like when uh when when michael corleone you know goes mm -hmm. to goes to italy to go into oh, hiding yeah. after he murders yeah. the the guys in the godfather right that's like the italian mafia's version of the birthright program Right. It's like you did your first mafia hit, then you got to go back to the motherland to wait it out. Oh, man. I can't wait for my first hit. <laughs> <laughs> so at some point, Patrick Swayze arrests Liam Neeson in a bar. Like, you went in there and shot up this place. Like, I'm taking you downtown. 
Which you know that shit's not gonna stick. No way. No, it's Liam Neeson. Don't try to arrest him. You step in a briar patch, it sticks you. That's well, the other way around. That's the thing is Swayze handcuffs him, but then what you doing? There's a sick bar fight that happens right here between yeah. the two of them. They just start going at it like wolves. Brother and it's great. to brother, man. And it's awesome because you get a lot of in the background. There's a lot of ADR like. Just let them settle it up, guys. Just let them, you know what? They're just got to blow off some steam. Meanwhile, it's just like all these extras not even looking at what's happening. <laughs> but it's like this gruesome fucking bar fight. The bartender starts to call the police and some regular like hangs up the phone. Yeah, that's how it happens, yeah, dude. I think like, it's that no. bartender's like first week on the job. Yeah, yeah, what an idiot. He doesn't know that there's guy's a lawman. He's a lawman. It's his brother. And this bar has its own way of handling things. This is a holla fight. You don't break <laughs> up a holla fight. Holler fight! <laughs> That'd be great if someone just hollered that in this movie, right? Yeah, man. So they make they come to an agreement, right? So Patrick Swayze, of course, lets him out of jail. And the, and the whole thing is uh, Patrick Swayze's like, give me a day or whatever it is to get some leads on finding this co-worker of Bill Paxton's that's going to, you know, we need this guy to testify. Then everybody's going down. We'll know what's what, you know, and if, uh, uh, you know, if you help me, you know, we can do this. And Liam Neeson's like, all right, well, if I don't help you, then I'm going back to jail. So he kind of has no, my hand here. Yeah, has no choice in the matter kind of a thing. So that's like the agreement that they make. Liam Neeson's like kind of staying with them now, too, like in the house. We get. A lot of Helen Hunt teaching kids to shittily play the violin, which it reminded me, like, I have all the respect in the world for, like, music teachers who teach beginner instruments, especially string instruments. Oh, of course. Their job is hearing garbage be played every day. And they have to go, well, you're getting a little better. That was good. And in their head, they're like, God, that's garbage. Like, I mean... That's just some patience that I would not have. I, I could it, not teach an instrument no, to someone. It's exactly. I mean, if you had to judge a competition of nails on chalkboard, it's essentially <laughs> what it is. <laughs> oh, let's talk about the creepiest part of this movie, which is Patrick Swayze comes home. I think it's like after he, he's like, Liam Neeson, you got to cool off in the drunk tank. Yeah. He goes home and Helen Hunt's there, gives him a big old smooch when he walks Ugh. in the door. And she's like, oh, I got something to tell you. And he's like, what? One of your shitty students play a song correctly? <laughs> and she's like, no. And she kind of like leans out of the way. And you don't see what he's looking at. But then he's like, are you serious? Are you fucking serious right now? Oh, my God, you're pregnant. And they like hug and whatever. And then it cuts to like what he was looking at. And it's from the back of this thing. It's a teddy bear sitting in a high chair. Yeah. Oh man, what what are we doing? There there are ways to tell people things, Too much. and then there's putting a teddy bear in a Too high much, chair. Hunt. You you went over the line. It's the creepiest. Oh yeah. Oh, you know how I'm gonna tell my husband I'm pregnant? I'm gonna put this furry fucking doll where our baby's gonna Just sit. Take out the stick and show it to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you gotta do. Don't Chris, do this. Chris whole... Cabin, always a romantic. I was just gonna say the <laughs> endless romanticism of Chris Cabin. <laughs> Jesus. Now here's the thing with a movie like this, though. You've got the mafia involved making all sorts of threats, and you have this side character who announces to our hero that she's pregnant. Now, in this revenge type movie, yeah. 
you'd think that Almost it's certainly. she's getting thrown down the stairs, something, something. She's either getting killed or something's happening where she loses the baby. Well, something worse happens to well, her. Well, that's the thing is we should talk about this stupid scene. How it, on earth is this worse <laughs> than what I just said? It's not. Oh, all right. But, <laughs> you know, she's outside for a second and then it's all of a sudden like, hey, you Helen Hunt? Hello? And it's like, <laughs> tomato face. Hey, Oswald. It's a Hey, Oswald moment with Adam Baldwin. Oh, yeah. He totally Hey, Oswald's her with uh, it's red paint. Right. But I thought it was acid. No. Really? I thought it was tomato sauce. (laughs) Like This is the Italian mafia. I (laughs) thought it was tomato sauce. Holy shit. She just got chicken parmed in the middle of the street. Well, that's a little hot, isn't it? Hot tomato sauce. Acid is the way to that, go. That was because she and she has like problems with her. Eye. Like when she's trying to get back in the house, she has problems climbing up the right. stairs because she can't see. And I'm like, oh my yeah. god, they blinded her. She can't read music anymore. She can't teach the shitty kids. Yeah. This is all over for her. Yeah, destroy her livelihood. Actually, that's a good call. And probably the stress would make her have like a miscarriage. More unlikely. I mean, that's you yeah, want your character okay. to be like ready for full on revenge mode. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And Adam Baldwin's just doing this, Mickey, again, this Mickey Mouse bullshit. Also, why is it that it's Adam Baldwin himself doing this? This is when you send one of your goblins to go do it. Like, go park outside right. of this lady's house. When she comes out, outside, throw this spaghetti sauce in her face. Well, that's the thing. It would seem that Adam Baldwin's the only real goblin mafioso they have. <laughs> All the other ones are, like, Everyone, legitimate businessmen they, who are, like, trying to make everything work out for everybody. One of the guys, <laughs> one of the other mafia henchmen legitimately seems like a nice guy. Yeah, they all seem like totally fine guys. And then there's just Adam Baldwin as a villain. You know what they sometimes say is a rotten apple yeah. will spoil the, what is it? Bunch. 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 Yeah. Spoil the bunch. Right. A the, member yeah. of that bunch, by the way, is the dude who was one of the orphans in the Warriors, the guy with like the, yes. lazy, yeah, eye. Yeah, the lazy eye. Yeah. yeah. Um he seems like a nice dude in this. There's an awesome, like, total accident caught on camera in this movie with that guy. After Liam Neeson like jets out of the hideout after he shoots it up, Adam Baldwin is so pissed off, he kicks the water cooler container like across the room. You can totally see it hit this actor in the shin, and the guy just be like, oh, my fucking God! Like, he grabs his shin like, fucking, this is the fourth time Adam Baldwin's done this to me. He keeps, you know what? Next time he does it, I'm going to tell John Irvin about it. I'm going to go write the director and say, he keeps kicking that shit in my leg. Well, that makes complete sense, because Adam Baldwin does have a bully vibe to me. Oh, like, yeah. Like, off, oh, yep. off screen, Big I bet time. he was a bit of an ass. Also on Twitter. <laughs> oh, God, what a creep. Yeah, the guy who, uh, you know, so fantastically played Animal Mother in Full Metal Jacket. Who knew he'd turn out to be a creep? A shit. <laughs> a real shit. <laughs> so wait, so now the mafioso goes after Neeson, correct? And they're in his little apartment? They they turn this place over. And it's kind of like, you know what, Italian guys? When you're going to, like, shake somebody down or rough somebody up and you're trying to get into where he lives... Don't show up in full, like, tacky mafia suit and tie. This is the most hilarious shit ever because they bring a fucking pizza. That they ate beforehand. They got a pizza box. I'm sorry. They're dressed in mafioso suits walking around the pizza box telling people they have a delivery for this room number. I would be so unsettled. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Let me see here. Let me see here. Uh, 
two grown men in suits, not a teenager with a stupid hat on. <laughs> right. But a grown man in a suit delivering anything besides a lawsuit would <laughs> would chill me to the bone. Like it's just like. Yeah, like they buzz, like oh UPS, and it's a guy in a suit. Yeah, that would freak me. <laughs> I would you're, shit you're my pants. Right yeah, dude, you're totally right. Like, oh uh, yeah, it's a it's a special delivery. Uh, oh, is it? You order something from Amazon? <laughs> yeah. Just, Are you here to deliver me to hell? Well, that's the thing. Is it's either assassins or like a strippergram. <laughs> oh, I could use a beefcake. Yeah. These two uggos no, delivering this pizza this... aren't taking it off for anybody. They, they're <laughs> unsettling. Taking it off for the fucking prison process. Their names very well might be Mike, but they are not magic. <laughs> and if anything, they're going by Mikey in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So Michael Pollard's character, like, you know, of course, will let these two dangerous henchmen in. Yeah. And they kind of just tear up the place neeson is uh neeson escapes out the out the window you are led to believe he just jumps onto the tracks what, of the what, l oh, no is, it's a it's a wonderful sequence of events yes he, yes he hides in the room somehow these guys turn around turn the whole place around and he's, he's hiding hi in the room yes, he's hiding in the room blinking you miss and then all of a sudden the guy looks out the window and he gets him from behind and oh was, yeah oh you're right neeson he throws just, that dude out the window <laughs> He throws a dude out the window and he's hanging there. Oh, that's great. He falls off and like falls onto the fire no, escape and everything. Well, well, what happens is Liam Neeson, like he pushes him out and then he goes out and he steps on his hand. Oh, yeah. Just to say, fuck you. And then he gets on. He does. He jumps, he did, on, a, he jumps on a subway on, train. Yeah, he jumps on the train. Yep. Which Man. he also doesn't run all night. Oh, oh, you saw it? Yeah. Oh, it's not bad. All right. It's fine. Better or worse than Walk Among the Tombstones? I liked it better, but I had a lot of problems walking at uh, Walks Month. Hey, what were your problems with the uh, Detective Junior? Jesus Christ. You know how you get me to uh, stop looking at the TV? Apparently, I'm Neeson with a child detective. Yeah, I don't need it. Yeah, unless he's playing Batman and there's a Robin. <laughs> I could go for uh, a uh, Liam Neeson Batman, kind of a uh, Dark Knight Returns. Like an oh, older one? Yeah, he could, yeah, he yeah, could do he that. Could do that. But then you'd be like, oh, well, he also played Reza Ghoul. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're conflict. right. That's true. Well, um, what's his face? Chris Evans has played like two superheroes. Ryan Reynolds has played like three. I right? think Pine's going to probably get up there right? soon. Thank you for acknowledging that Captain Kirk is a, is a superhero. He is. Well, what, now, he's, what else is he playing? There's he's going to play Green Lantern. A get rumored, the fuck out of here. Rumored, yeah. He might be taking it over. Oh, shit, dude. Uh, but not confirmed. But still, I mean, I would have liked to see Neeson as one of these, you know, superhero types. Right. He would also, I mean, like Superman's father. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. Superman senior. <laughs> if he, well, if he was Jor-El, yeah, yeah, that would be kind of cool. I would like right. that. Um, so another weird thing that happens in this movie, like Patrick Swayze gets the call of the precinct. Uh, you know, something, something, they threw paint in my eyes. Yeah. So he rushes home and he's looking for Helen Hunt. He's got his gun drawn in the house and she's in the, in the shower, like trying to wash the paint out. And he opens the shower door and she's there with her clothes on, like just trying to, you know, wash, you know, rinse her eyeballs out or whatever. And he's like, what happened? What happened? Oh, let, let me, let me help you. And she like kind of tries to push him away or whatever. She's pissed off because she finds out that him and Liam Neeson are kind of like hunting for this guy. And she knows, you know, yeah. Patrick Swayze's not right. using appropriate channels. But then Patrick Swayze gets in the shower and they're like hugging and they both have their clothes on. And I oh. was like, you know what? I'm sure 
in the grand scheme of humanity, like when someone hears that like their partner had a traumatic thing and they're in the shower, yes, that's happened. But for the sake of this movie, get out of the damn shower. Like, get out. It's so awkward. Like they're trying to say lines of dialogue and yeah. they're just getting covered in water and his cool jacket's getting ruined. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, like, yeah. it's not more <laughs> emotional that he got in the shower with his clothes on. Well, yeah, to give her a hug. It doesn't make sense. You guys are acting like it defies physics. <laughs> It's not that it defies physics. It's just like, stupid it's looking. No yeah. like, it's just, and it's also like it's the biggest cliche guys. in the world. It's emotional, guys. You know, if you have a heart, maybe this would happen to you. Well, I got to go find mine then. There's an awesome Check scene. the toilet. <laughs> oh, wait a second, everybody. I talked over that, but Chris said he had to go find his heart, and Eric told him to check the toilet. I'm just saying. It's it might you, be there. It's where you least expect it. <laughs> Last place you look. <laughs> so Liam Neeson is like weaponless. You know, I don't know. At some point in like the the chase with the mafia or something, he loses his shotgun and, and whatever. They take his shotgun. Maybe. Oh, they they take it from him. Well, that's the thing is, I thought I thought this was setting up. Uh, you know, we're here, and we're, as soon as he opens the door, we're gonna blow his brains out, and that's right. how it's going. But not really. They just take the gun. They right. take the gun for a reason. Well, yeah. It comes well, back later. Oh, right, yes, right, yes, right. yes, yes, yes. So Liam Neeson needs a gun to go kill Adam Baldwin. So he goes to this bar. I think it's the same bar that he was previously at when he, the big hillbilly brawl happened. And he's like, hey, bartender, here's $100. Give me your gun that's behind the bar. And the guy's like, this is a peaceful bar, buddy. You know, There's no gun behind here. And then... Like the WWE's Mick Foley, Liam Neeson puts this guy in like the mandible claw <laughs> and starts shoving him behind this bar, like with his fucking fingers in his mouth. Yeah. Like, you're going to give me your shotgun barkeep. You're going to take my hundred dollars and you're going to like it. And he just like takes the gun. Like, Have a nice day. But it's just this weird scene where he's just like got his fucking fingers in this dude's mouth the same grimy fingernail fingers oh. also you've seen what this guy can do do you just want to give the guy the gun take yep. the hundred dollars and be happy exactly and he said he's gonna return it even he said he's just <laughs> taking it out for a day so at some point there's a scene where adam baldwin's like get me the hillbilly's gun and you're like oh that's weird you know what's going on cut to there's like an outside shot. Or there's some cops around. It starts very awkwardly with like a shot of a river, and there's this big boat like going down the river. And this there's this woman. I don't know if you guys noticed this because it is nothing. It's like an yeah. extra, but there's a woman in this bright red dress standing on the bow of this boat doing like the Titanic thing. <laughs> and you're like, who the fuck is this woman? Like, why are they waiting for her? But then the boat just passes by, and you're like. Oh, that's an extra? I mean, this woman is clear as day, like, look at me, movie. And I'm like, all right, who's this character? <laughs> like the the like the mafioso's wife or something the like Gumar, that? Gumar, man. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, foreshadowing. She represents the specter of death that looms <laughs> over yes. everyone. Well, so then this cop is just like, oh, uh, hey, Patrick Swayze, you might want to get down here. We found something interesting. It's Ben Stiller, burned to a crisp, <laughs> tortured and burned. Oh, my God. Oh, my. He looks it's like it's like your mom spilled the plate of sloppy joes on the floor. <laughs> That's what he looks like. All now. you see is his hand and it's just this red fucking claw. Oh, man. And you're just like, 
Why is that not a scene in the movie? Why? Because oh, they sure make no the mistake. There was a there was a brief moment where Patrick Swayze was trying to like reason with Ben Stiller and say, you know, I just want the guy that did this. Right. It's like obviously it's like a you know Ben Stiller doesn't yeah. want that crackpot around anymore either. Who would? So I so, you know he. So I guess somehow Adam Baldwin finds out about that. Well, Adam, because like Adam Baldwin is, is like, oh, come on, I got another uh, another lesson to teach you. Let's go. And it's yeah. him and these two other guys. And what I don't understand is how did the two other guys not just be like, uh, how about no? Uh, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I don't know what's going on here, <laughs> but so he's just hilariously burned to death in this movie. Doesn't get a final scene whatsoever. It's just like. All right. I mean, it's not a huge loss. And for 1989, this is a, a nothing actor that nobody knew anyway. But yeah. it's weird watching this in 2015, and it's Ben Stiller is a huge actor, and you're just like, oh, he's just hilariously burned alive, and you don't, you know. But so they're able to figure out like he was shot with Liam Neeson's gun. So right. it's Adam Baldwin's pinning everything to make the mafia head give the okay for him to go kill him, which makes no sense because. Adam Baldwin's just trying to do it anyway, so who gives a shit? I guess it's like to get the full support of the mafia behind him, right? Well, and because- also, well, it's also to eliminate the heir to the throne here. Oh, that's yeah, yeah so true. That he can now be right. The, yeah, yeah. So. That's I think the major thing is just to get to bump I him see. off and get yeah. him out of here. But and like also, I wouldn't. I'm sorry, but if I was, you know, if if you're Sykes and you hear about him killing Paxton. You immediately take him off the bench. Oh yeah, and you put him away. He's not. He's doing paperwork. Kill, oh, no. kill Wait, the, the brother you, of a cop. You put him on the bench. Well, so I, I don't want the... even. You, him. You, you, what, what he's trying to say is he would be benched. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's benched. I just don't want him around anymore. No, he's not on the playing field. Yeah. No, yeah. You're, you're killing, you know, kin of cops. I, w- I would say drown him. Yeah, I would have. <laughs> there's frankly, the, yeah. If, there's the Chicago River. There's Lake Michigan. You got a lot the, of places. Wisconsin's got some lakes. You got the fuzz <laughs> on us, man, and we're just doing cigarettes and gambling. Who yeah, that's it. <laughs> He's like, you know what? You are way too extreme for the Chicago <laughs> Mafia. Like, that's some New York Mafia bullshit, okay? Yeah. Like, save that shit for Atlantic City. Here in Chicago, we just sell and steal cigarette machines this, and fucking pinball games, This is okay? just Chicago, the home of Al Capone, okay? <laughs> yeah, totally. Would Al Capone <laughs> do this? No. Al Capone set up a rich tradition of some innocent illegal gambling and, yes, from time to time, stealing and selling cigarettes illegally. And completely logical use of baseball bats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, never laid a finger on anybody. This is just ridiculous, Adam Baldwin. And then he's like, oh, yeah, buddy, we'll slur, slur, slur on you. Oh, but yeah, this is another where he, where he goes off about how these people are animals. Oh You've got to let me kill Yeah, a them. lot of these people are animals in this yeah, movie. You could, you could see more of that on Adam Baldwin's Twitter account. <laughs> Where he is once again the internet's greatest monster. It's insane what happened to that guy. Is is his name on Twitter Hatem Baldwin? <laughs> I think so. It's a good it's, handle. It's yeah. <laughs> if he doesn't, you know, he should consider scooping that shit up just in case. Um so now the stage is pretty much set. There's the one thing that's weird is the Del Close double cross at the end of this movie. Like, this movie's pretty much over. But there's the Del Close double cross where, like, he says to one of the other nameless mafia guys, like, hey, Adam Baldwin likes to brag. 
So I'm going to put a wire on you when you go out to dinner with this dude. And just you make sure you get him talking. Yeah. Well, we can't miss Briar getting killed. Oh, yeah. shit. I totally forgot about that. In all the in all the craziness, there's a shootout at the at the hideout because, again, he tries to get the drop on these guys. And, yeah, Liam Neeson is murdered. Yes. Um, and, and by by Adam Baldwin. And Swayze has a sweet goodbye to him. Yeah, and, it's very sad. Briar takes out a couple of henchmen before. Oh he yeah, goes. it's it's an yeah. outright massacre. It's like great. he he does a good job, you know, before being murdered yeah, by Adam Baldwin. Early early on, he told the Flophouse proprietor that you like if something if I'm not if I'm not back in the morning, you better call my kid. Phone my kid. The thing I was thinking was like. These guys have a phone, or are you like calling a general store, <laughs> and then they got to send a pigeon, or I guess a carrier hog is more like it. This phone number is for the whole county. <laughs> you call that number. I'm you heard re- about the county line, right? <laughs> I'm related to everyone in that county. Whoever whoever you you speak to, they'll know me. They'll know Brian. So I mean, he does make that phone call, and yeah. the guy's like. Well, thanks a lot, good buddy. And hangs up the phone, and you're like, huh, I wonder what's going to happen with that. And this is where the Brother to Brother song kicks in again. Yeah, you're Brother to Brother all over the place. Snake Man is introduced. (laughs) Now, here's the thing, everybody. Let me me get this out here. Is there a snake fucker in this movie? I'm telling you, you can't fuck snakes. No, and I'm not saying, like, fucking a snake. Wait, is this a prior theory you guys brought up together? I texted Cabin last night when I was watching this movie, and I said, is there a snake fucker in this movie? Because this guy, and yes, not, like, actually fucking a snake, but, like, there are people that like... using it as a condom? No. (laughs) Like, there are people who like having, like, snakes and bugs crawl on them and stuff while they're naked... And it gets them hard. Yeah, there's an actual name oh, for yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's actually, there... there are, I, I, I can believe and I can get behind the idea of a man who's masturbating while snakes are just crawling all over him. And that's what, I'm, that's what I mean him. while I'm saying snake fucker. I'm not saying he's penetrating the snake. Oh, okay. that's what I thought you meant. No, no, no. I just mean, like, is he, like, jerking off with a snake around his I would waist? say almost certainly. I would because say... this dude is like, oh, my precious little Bessie. sexy Bessie, we're going to go for a ride. And he takes this snake and puts it in a fish tank, and you're like, okay. And then, like... We back out a little wider, and it's a school bus full of snakes. And I was like, and this you, jerking off with you, these snakes. That's what you think. That's where your mind goes. Yeah. Straight to the gutter. I know. <laughs> I know how it sounds. I just thought this guy likes buses and snakes. <laughs> you naive child. <laughs> he's doing shit with those snakes. There's just too many snakes. Also, because he's like... Hey, rest of my kinfolk, anybody want to ride with me? I got a whole school bus. And this old man's like, not on your life, kin. And like slaps him on the back. And I was like, what's he talking about? Oh, because oh, they all know he's doing shit with the snakes. I, I, I do believe that he is jerking off with the snakes. Thank that, you. That is absolutely. You know what? Thanks I'm... for Chris Cabin having his feet on the ground and not his head in the clouds like Eric. I'm going to give this guy <laughs> what I like to call my benefit of the death. <laughs> I think. He may be jerk. He's definitely jerking off in that bus. Yes. <laughs> but maybe it doesn't involve the snakes and the snakes are just there. But then you're just making these poor snakes watch yeah. you jerk off. Yeah, Aren't you feeling well, a little, what, I mean, that's shameful? What, that's, what, that's what happens. You got pets. <laughs> what do you want to do? 
walk outside your bus and jerk off outside your bus. Well, and then, like like not, like, not like you property owner, on yeah, the property, exactly. jerk off on your own property. Not Thank every, you. Not everyone has the gusto of Briar. I guess <laughs> that is a fair point. <laughs> So cut to this Chinese restaurant. I mean, the, the oh, mafia I hate, in this movie. I hate Chinese food. No, but the mafia loves Chinese yeah. food in this movie because they're at a Chinese restaurant, and Adam Baldwin's like telling the story, and he's like, "Yeah," and then he was kind of begging for his life, and he's like chewing with his mouth open like a fucking pig. <laughs> oh God! And then the greatest delivery ever. He's just like, and then I said, "Fuck it," and I shot him. <laughs> and these guys are like. That's hilarious, dude. You totally murdered our boss's son and told us about it. <laughs> check, check. <laughs> check, 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 check. <laughs> yes, yeah, seriously. Finally, I just said fucking shot him. <laughs> so the guy from the Idiot Warriors. Adam Baldwin. Oh, yeah. The guy from the Warriors, like, goes out to have a smoke or something, like, outside the restaurant. Patrick Swayze, like, finds this dude and is just like, FYI, you've now killed two of my brothers and throws this guy through a window. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. It's right, at this point, I believe he's suspended from the force. No, no, he's not no? suspended. He fucking gives that right. badge yeah. away. Right. And he's and it's just like, what do you what? You're you're telling your boss, you know what? I'm just gonna be a vigilante now. Yeah, can we just get a couple of guys on him? Like, because he's clearly going to go and try to kill the guy. Yeah, yeah, I think he'd be watched. Yeah, there's would... a great, <laughs> there's a great moment where it's it's when he gives the badge up and he's like, you know, Adam Baldwin killed my brother, right? And this cop's like, you know that, I know that, Rossellini knows that, and <laughs> like he's going on and on, and this is the shittiest shot in this movie because they're trying to get close on this cop who's like given this big moment. The camera just goes completely out of focus. And you're just like, what the fuck? Was that the best take of him yelling about Rossellini? It's art. No, it's not. It's a fucking professional mistake. <laughs> it's noticeable in a major motion picture. When that happens, it's called art. <laughs> it's a little trick of the movies. Speaking of Jackson and Pollock. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I meant that cigarette to be on that canvas. Yeah. 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 Professional mistake. The personal touch. <laughs> so, I mean, this, mo this movie's over, right? It's on. We're going to the graveyard. Finally, the part of the movie I wanted. Oh, my God. The kin show up. They go to the flop house, and they're just like, where is Patrick Swayze? We got to get it on, you know. And hilariously enough, it's in a t it's like exactly like the end of Walk Among the Tombstones. Yeah, you're totally right. They <laughs> go for a Walk Among the Tombstones in this movie, but Liam Neeson's fucking six feet under already. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so Patrick Swayze's there. There's kind of like a standoff. Then the shootout begins, and you're like, okay. And then in the greatest turn oh. of Hillbilly Justice... Patrick Swayze t has a bow and arrow out of nowhere. He goes full on arrow on these people. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's, it's just arrows in the chest everywhere to these mafia He's guys. He's hidden several bows, long and crossed. <laughs> Amongst the tombstones, and, he, <laughs> and he's just shooting these people, and it's nice. Oh, it's gorgeous! This whole thing is awesome. Pure Legolas. It's like he, he's like he's got a he can like go around a tree and shoot a right. guy. It's yeah, incredible. And, like the, these Italians are shooting off guns. You can hear where that's coming from. These arrows, they don't they don't know where it's coming from. Yeah, just a quick. And that's oh it. yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. So like They're right terrifying. when he's cornered, all of a sudden he starts hearing like all these animal noises. Yeah, and. 
as far as the movie making is concerned, these are some ADR like dog barks and cat meows, right? Yeah. And bird sounds. But we find out that these noises are being made by the hillbilly kid. Yes, yeah. the wildlings are here. And, and I'm just like, how is that dude making that dog noise? <laughs> like, if I'm making a dog noise, I'm like, woo. And it clearly sounds like a man just making a rough sound. Yeah. This is what I was telling you before, dude. These people know hounds, man. They <laughs> they they haven't figured out. Well, a, ha- a smell hound is part of the hillbilly army. That, yeah, because dogs are just a gun to them. It's just another weapon. <laughs> this this albino hillbilly releases well, <laughs> the hounds on some Italian dudes. Well, I and also it's great. I also think it's probably just what they do, like to pass the time in the mines, is work on their animal calls. You know what else? they work on is their axe throwing which we saw earlier in the movie and, and their God snake masturbation <laughs> they also work on the snake masturbation but it's tricky more importantly and coming way more in handy than jerking off with snakes is axe throwing because this one <laughs> mafia guy is like oh what are we doing here adam baldwin sitting around with our hands up our ass real heroic and he's like all right Vito, why don't you fucking go out there if you're so brave and this dude's like all right, I will. You see his actors like the, the, his big part of the movie. Motherfucker takes two steps. This dude throws an axe right in his chest. It's awesome. I what love it. sucks about it is when he lands, you can clearly see it was like one of those things where they were just like, okay, so we're just going to tape the blade of the axe to your shirt. <laughs> and like, it's not any blood and it's not like it's half dug in or anything. Stop ruining the magic. <laughs> the magic. So like we, this is where we get, we got a full on, hillbilly army versus italian mafia army and it's yep. amazing and it's like the tricks of the trade that the the, the hillbillies pull are amazing the, number you know, one trick locking a dude in that snake bus yeah. yep locks a dude in that snake bus he gets eaten by snakes and 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 uh that guy probably jerks off later about that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also a guy w- runs into a bear trap <laughs> Gets his leg chomped. Oh, my God. There is nothing more entertaining than hillbilly justice. Well, that's the thing. The one thing I've learned from Justified is that you all hill folk have bear traps. And they will use them on you at any time. Absolutely. Without a doubt. They're terrifying to come across in the woods. You know, back in my (laughs) old holler, I've seen them. Oh, bear traps? Yeah, that shit's no joke. All kinds of traps. Oh, God. (laughs) So Patrick Swayze is cornered. We think his number is up, and then here comes Isabella, or uh, what is his name? Yeah, Isabella. Yeah, yeah the yeah. mobster. Yeah, yeah. It... We were calling him Zykes because I, I'm that's just his character. Zykes, but yeah, yeah it's Isabella. Character. Yeah, it's Don Isabella. Right. So Isabella comes out, and you're like, ah, shit, he's fucked. Here we go. And dude, like, pulls out the gun, and he's like, all right, Adam Baldwin, step away. It's time to finish this. And he totally points the gun at him. There's a really terribly delivered. This is for murdering my son! And then just fucking shoots Adam Baldwin dead. And the world applauds. Yeah. Oh, it's great. But There's will... also a couple great Swayze punching the shit oh, out of yeah. him, too. Oh, yeah. There is there is a great fight before he's cornered. Yeah. He kicks the shit out of him. That's but great. I will say, this was not the death I wanted for Adam Baldwin. Now, what, uh, snake eating? That, I would have preferred that. You know, just getting bit by a bunch of snakes. Yeah. Maybe uh, his heart his heart gets ripped out and he gets sent down into a swirling lava well, I, pit like <laughs> Temple of Doom. Well, yeah, I, if Sykes wanted to do, you know, Kali Ma Shaki Day, you know, I, I'm fine oh with that. Oh, my God. If suddenly the Italian mob boss rips a dude's beating heart out and sends him into hell. That's the death you've set up for Adam Baldwin in this movie. You yeah. cannot just shoot him what looks like in the shoulder. 
Yeah, he deserves to get Kali Ma Shakti Dade. That's yeah. for sure. Or just get full anaconda like Owen Wilson. <laughs> That's all I'm looking for. Or then he could be like John Voight and then get vomited back out, wink, and then die. Remember that shit oh in that movie? Oh, my God. Ugh. What fucking horse shit I that haven't movie seen that is. movie since... It, the mid to late 90s. That may be my favorite of the bad movies. Of of like the famous bad movies. Well, yeah. That is up there for me. This is probably a stay tuned, right? We're going to get more to, than likely, eh, but. Anaconda, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's in the territory of like a Batman and Robin, though. Like people oh, have done oh, it. Oh, yeah. I mean, right. it's just, it is one of the great disasters. But you know what makes it kind of like more unbelievable than anything else is in that movie, Owen Wilson's playing like a sex god kind yeah. of he's just like just dick 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 all over the place and you're like that's not you owen wilson that's not the owen wilson i love that's not the shanghai knights owen wilson maybe luke wilson gets on in that fucking shit but like <laughs> come on owen so isabella shakes hands with patrick swayze and he's like so this means it's done right and patrick swayze agrees that the blood feud <laughs> between the Italian mafia and the Kentucky Hill folk has been settled. Thank God for that. It only took two brothers. I, that's the thing, though. It's a little uneven. Well, I guess I guess well, he's there, counting Adam Baldwin in this, like two sons for two brothers. Right, and there were a lot of henchmen that went down, uh, you know. That's true. I guess, like, five henchmen equals one brother. Yeah. That's that's fair. It's a conversion rate. <laughs> it depends if they're your first, your second cousin, your third cousin. I mean, there's a whole system. I'm sure they have a chart somewhere, an Excel spreadsheet. So here's the bit of bullshit about this well, movie. One thing a, a Kentucky Hill folk has never heard before is Excel <laughs> spreadsheet. Is that a NASCAR team? Is that something I can open the door and piss on? <laughs> hey, cool. <laughs> hey, cool. I'm pissing on my computer. Hey, cool, it's broken. <laughs> Check this out, I'm logging on. <laughs> um, the bit of bullshit about the end of this movie, though, is this movie needs to end with that cemetery handshake. Yeah. We fade to black, and that's the end of it. Here's my problem. This ending scene is totally and obviously tacked on because, you know what? Patrick Swayze has the hair he has in Ghost <laughs> and not in this. The wait, two ponytails wait. are completely gone. Are you talking about the scene where where he they bring back Helen Hunt's? Yeah. And he's like in, what is it, like a They're in the police station, station and he like yeah. limps out and whatever. And there's yeah. no, he's, he's limping. It's like that morning. Yeah. There's no like six months later or anything right. like that. No. And he has a completely different haircut. How do you not have an actor through your entire movie, like noticing that he has two ponytails? And then you're like, all right, so then four hours later, what, do you get a fucking haircut at the doctor? Like, yeah. Well, you no, know, your character must change at the end of the movie. That's kind <laughs> that's of, true. I mean, that's that's is, really just know, screenwriting is... 101. That would be awesome if he just pulled both the ponytails off and he was like, ah, I've been undercover for 10 years. Oh, but one for each brother, right? <laughs> oh. Now he can cut it off. I'm going to pour out a couple of these ponytails for my brother. Interestingly enough, they're leaving the police station there. And then just some dude smash, smacks a piece of paper really hard in his hand for no apparent reason. It's, I mean, that's why this is horseshit. Is Helen Hunt comes up like, oh, I'm so glad you're alive. I was so worried. Fuck you for lying to me. Let's get out of here. And he's like, you know, oh, I'm excited to, you know, be a father. Blah, blah, blah. He tells Briar's dead. Yeah. She's, he's like, oh, she's like Briar. And he's like, oh, I didn't make it. 
And then they walk out, like they walk off into the sunset mm. out of the police station. This cop, it's the same like sort of partner of his that's been going through this whole movie. Yeah. The guy who's like, Rossellini knows yeah. it, you know, like that guy. Yeah. And he's just got this newspaper and he just, yeah, he slaps the newspaper against his other hand. And on the slap, we fade to black. And or we, we cut to black. We cut the, we cut to the credits and there's just Rooster Rock. Oh my. It's that brother, way, it's to the brother, brother bullshit. Brother song again. I got to say, I love this. I love the smack of the newspaper and right to the rooster rock. Yeah. Gorgeous. But here's the thing. And <laughs> Honestly, it just did it for me. I know it's stupid. But. Well, no. I mean, if you're going to have my, – my problem is that like, this scene doesn't add anything no, to it the makes, movie. It's stupid. I kind of would have rather it end like he has to bring Briar's body back. And then to the holler, and is he, like, is he staying in the holler though? Maybe that, that's maybe the he's ultimate. Clean up the holler. Well, it's the fuck you <laughs> to the big city, right? Yeah. He's like, no, I'm going to move back to the hills. Also, I'm probably going to run for mayor of the holler. And Helen Hunt's like, great. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to be able to teach oh, classical violin. In oh, the great! Holler. The Kentucky Symphony Orchestra. <laughs> the Fantastic. Kentucky, the Kentucky Symphony Orchestra, aka the Charlie Daniels Band. <laughs> Would anybody recommend Next of Kin? Yes, I would. I had I had fun watching this. I know some people thought it was a snooze, but um, <laughs> I thought it was re- I thought it was fun just watching Liam Neeson jumping on train cars and killing Italians. Hey, sign me up. <laughs> well, that's uh, I mean, and it's I, I'm gonna, I'm conflicted. I'm gonna say no, but like here's the thing: is the action scenes work very well. You just have to wait for fucking ever. Between yeah. there's so much stuff about like oh man you shouldn't be doing this oh well I'm gonna do this well it's it, it gets it lags down the movie the movie is what 110 minutes or some god yeah we're we're kind of closing in on two hours and it just doesn't need that I would totally recommend this movie and I think one of the things is in the downtime there are interesting things to laugh at including a scene we didn't talk about where it's Liam Neeson and Patrick Swayze driving in a car. And they're reminiscing about, like, what a rough-and-tumble, you know, group of guys they used to be. And he's like, remember that time I went out with Mary Lou, whatever, and you thought that she was your gal? And he's like, well, because she was. And he's like, yeah, what? we duked it out good that night. We were duking it out to, like, 3 a.m. Like, he says duking it out, like, four times. We're the real dukes of hazard. <laughs> but then what's a, it's a fucking totally garbage, amazing line is Liam Neeson's just like, yeah, can't believe we were fighting over her. You should see her now. Real scuzz bucket. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, you are calling anybody a scuzz bucket, Briar? Have you seen those fingernails? Betty Jean. Man, you should see her today. Real scuzz bucket. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's Next of Kin from 1989, directed by John Irvin. If you want to get a hold of us, check out our website, whmpodcast.com. Find us on the Sideshow Network and check out the other shows on there, sideshownetwork.tv. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're at whmpodcast. Right into the mailbag, We all hate movies at gmail.com. If you have ever had to, had to go avenge your, your brother's murder from a holler. If you're from right. a holler. Yes, from a holler. and if you're from a holler, we apologize. We, we were just joking around. Right? <laughs> just, no, don't, I just don't want to leave that H justice Eric coming was just my... getting around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, clue for next week's episode. Alec Baldwin. Oh, man. Ooh. We're getting to the actual Baldwin clan next week. Yeah. Not this fucking poser. <laughs> this... Really mean poser. Yeah, kick him to the curb, man. 
So until next week, where we're talking about something with Alec Baldwin, and wow, that is a deep filmography. Yeah, get ready. I'm Andrew Jupin. Chris Cabin. Eric Siska. Take it easy. Take it easy.